welcome back to Girls Who Drink Beer. You guys are in for a real treat today because <laughs> Courtney and I did a little dinosaur research. Uh, and we have watched not only Land Before Time 1, the original, but we've also took it upon ourselves to watch Land Before Time 14, Journey of the Brave. And we're going to be recapping them for you guys. Because if you're going to make 14 of a movie, you might as well watch what that 14th installment had in store. And let me tell you, it was something. I'd say it didn't have much in store for me. But when I Googled it, one of the top questions was, will there be a land before time 15? So um, let's see what it says. Yeah, yep. land before time, journey to Sharptooth Mountain, also known as the land before time 15. Journey to Sharptooth Mountain is an upcoming official direct-to-video animated family adventure feature film and the 15th in the series. So, going to be must-see video. We'll get into it. Oh, uh, where have you been lately? Oh, boy. I'm trying to think of the last time we chatted. Late May. So, we had Indy 500 weekend here in Indy, which was fantastic as always. Did go make a quick... Stop by Daredevil Brewery at some point, which is the brewery based out of Speedway, Indiana, the racing brewery capital of the world. So it was lovely. Their liftoff is their like IPA, but uh, yeah, they got a couple other fun things going on right now. So would highly recommend to stop there. They also have a race day beer that they do every year around uh, Memorial Day, which is super light pale ale, but just like your casual. Coors Light when you don't want to be drinking Coors Light and you know great can work too so anywho did that Italian fest here in Indianapolis where you just walk the streets of Indy with your bottles of wine and had a great time David Ooh. and I booked a trip to Italy so that's wow. exciting that is exciting when are you guys going the Peroni uh October so like one year anniversary my birthday the whole shebang will be abroad heck yeah that'll yeah. be really fun yeah I will warn you, the craft beer scene in Italy and in Europe in general is not great. I'm not there for the beer. I'm there for no. the wine. Yeah. Got to go there for the And the food. And the Yeah. Speaking of food, ugh, poutine in the flesh today. What? I really need some better sound effects. Ugh. Tell, tell David to get on that. Ugh, but yes. So poutine live today. It was an aloti fry so maybe not even poutine but i'm gonna care what french fries best french fries you've ever had not really but really good french fries super crispy and then it was sweet corn uh i think like a queso queso fresca cheese and then a lime aioli and some jalapenos and cilantro and so it was like street corn poutine it was so good highly wow recommend. yeah that sounds super good where was that at uh, so it wasn't at a brewery, but just, you know, we're just reporting back on poutine these days. So <laughs> it's at Roots, Roots Burger, Burger Bar, which is a new establishment in my very close neighborhood, which is nice. So it's like four minutes down the road and they Ooh. have $8 craft beer pitchers on Wednesdays. Wow. That's uh, mm -hmm. about what a craft beer would cost you at Alexandra's in Finley. Just one pint. Uh, uh, yes. And a lot of other places. So shout out to them. We appreciate your presence in our neighborhood. Thank you for bringing the community together with craft beer, delicious poutine, and even more delicious burgers, if I must say so myself. That's amazing. Cool. Yeah, that's where I've been. Nothing too exciting. I feel like you've probably been globetrotting. 
not really. Um, I'm going to start with being in Houston because uh, I go there quite a bit for work. Um, and they have a beer that is brewed by a Houston brewery, um, Carbach Brewing or Carba. I'm probably saying it wrong because I'm not from Houston, but I, I've tried a few of their beers. Um, Love Street is a Kolsch that they have that's really good. And I don't normally like Kolsch's. And then they have a Hopadillo beer, which is an IPA, which is good too. Hopadillo, Hopadillo. But what I always, like, literally, I don't know how many of these I drank when I was there. It was like all I was drinking is their Crawford Bach, which is a Bach beer, I guess. But it's like, it's like dark, but like light on the palate, if that makes sense. It's like a darker beer. Um, and it's made for the Astros, which is Houston's oh, baseball cool. team. So the logo's really cool. It's um, it's like their vintage uh, jersey style. So it's like, I don't know. I just really easy love the logo. It's an easy drinking brown. beer. Yeah. 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 It's very 70s. And it's nice because it's like only four point something percent. So like you can drink a few of them and not really feel too bad. So, um, drank a ton of those in Houston. I don't think you can get them here. I've never seen them at a beer store, but I love it so much. Um, and then a new thing Michael and I have been doing the last two weeks, which I hope that we keep up is doing a little Sunday fun day with Margo. And so (laughs) (laughs) nothing too scandalous, like two beer stops, but we, the last two Sundays we've hit different breweries. So, um, we hit third nature, which is in Rockford and they have a really cool setup. It's uh, Rockford's like a little bit more rural than Grand Rapids. So they have a really big lot and um, like huge garage doors, a really big outdoor patio with fire pits, picnic tables, like a food truck, um, a hiking trail that like connects to the brewery. It's really great for like family. And so we were able to sit outside. We had a couple beers and some food um, and, and they're always just a good time. And then last week we went to Harmony Brewing, which is like, five, 10 minutes from our house in East town in Grand Rapids. And we love their pizza. They have really, really, really good pizza. Um, and they have these breadsticks that have like a balsamic glaze on them. Oh, and so yeah, it's so good. Um, like cheese bread, but then you want glaze. <laughs> yeah. So good. And I had like an interesting, I think it was called lovely day IPA and it had lavender and like chamomile in it. And it was it was actually really good. Um, it was a little spicy. That's kind of a throwback to our Greenwood Brewing out in Phoenix. That, yes. That yeah. Yeah. I I think I prefer Greenwood's Rosemary because I just love rosemary. But this was good. Um, it, it was interesting. And then I got like a tropical wheat, and I was scared that it was going to be too fruity, and it really was. It was like actually very very good. I, I they're a smaller brewery, so they don't really like can um and like sell at a lot of distributors so i think you have to get cans in the in the store but um like it was a very drinkable very good summery vibe for a wheat and i really enjoyed that as well man you're killing it on the brewery front we did also go to beer brewery which i feel like i shout out every time so like (laughs) you know like the tap used to be like my hotel bar if anyone's local with indiana i used to live above the tap and then like i could just go downstairs like the hotel i feel like beer brewery is turning into my hotel bar it's just like i can throw a stone away delicious beer they have a lot of good ipas on tap right now which i know i threw some shade at indian ipas last month (laughs) dig that back um very good so I don't know if you want to make it out that way. They got a North side brewery and one here in Midtown. You guys all should check it out if you're in the indie area. I feel like the name could be more creative. Well, it's spelled B I E R. Like doesn't matter. 
It's like German beer. I know. Are they German style? No. <laughs> <laughs> when you see it, it's not like you think lame, but I could see how it would come off like that on a podcast. Speaking of German beers, there is um, a town like maybe 20 minutes north of Grand Rapids. It's actually on the drive to my parents' house called Cedar Springs. It's pretty rural too, but they have a Cedar Springs Brewing and they're all German style, their food, their beers, et cetera. And they're opening a Grand Rapids tap room on Bridge Street, which is where like Jelly Pumpkin and New Holland and all them are. So like, it's kind of like a bar scene street. Really excited about that because they have like really, really good German beers. Like you can get your Dunkles and your Box and all those like Weiss beers. And they're all like everyone I've tried has been delicious. So super excited for that. And their food's good too. Got to look out for those Dunkles. Speak of the experience. <laughs> They'll really get you. <laughs> but that's so exciting. Yeah. I, what I, my promise to myself into this pod, there's a new indie all women ran brewery in Fountain Square, Indianapolis, that I've been trying to get to. Not that they have bad hours, but like every time I tried to get there, they weren't open yet. So that's my goal before next recording is that I have a full review, some in-person content, Kismetic Beer Company, Fountain Square Indie, all women owned, all Ooh. women operated, really cool vibe, at least looking at pictures. So I'm excited for you. That sounds wonderful. I think we're also going to have to give a review on the beer scene at this wedding we're going to. Uh, Yeah. Okay, can I also just give a shout out to this cup? I don't want to put their wedding on blast because I weddings are very stressful, but I'm just so excited that the invitation states hors d'oeuvres, food truck, late night pizza. Let's go. Written for me. Can't wait. Right in our wheelhouse. Right in our wheelhouse. And I've heard great things about this food truck that they're getting, so we will also report back on that. Oh, yeah. We, what if we that would be such a criminal thing if we started like reviewing weddings we go to on the pod <laughs> as a recent post bride just oh poke my eyes out do you have ptsd from your wedding no no Man, do you ever no i never think about it <laughs> that's fair and when i do think about it i have fond memories well yeah good memories yeah, yeah. But, like did you enjoy the planning phase yeah, I, Courtney. <laughs> I'm a project manager by heart. <laughs> My boss today was like, okay, I got something for you. It's more of a project manager hat. I was like, oh, dear God. <laughs> from different cl- cloth, Natalie. <laughs> yes. And um, not to brag, but the, one of the reasons we chose our venue is because they had like eight taps of right. local Michigan beer. Um, and I think I tried every single one the day of our wedding. But... Yes. Speaking of trying a bunch of different beers, let's get into it. So our first beer and movie pairing, which I think is something that's going to be really strong for us moving forward. But if you're wondering how we got here, it all started back when we had a little dino reference on episode one. And Natalie admitted she's not sure if she believes dinosaurs existed. So we had to do a little research ourselves to see if we could, I don't know, Make this flat earther believe in the dinos. About the beers that we got for this special occasion. Um, I had a mission today. I had a break in meetings and I ran to our, our local favorite beer store, Rishi's. Still not a sponsor of the podcast. Um, and my mission was, 
I know of one dinosaur beer, but I bet you there are more. And I'm just going to scan the labels until I find dinosaur beers and buy them all. And I was only in there probably 15 minutes and I found five. (laughs) So I was pretty proud of that. I only bought four though. So the first one I bought was Pseudo Sue, which we've already talked about on the pod. It's a really good pale ale out of Decorah, Iowa. I almost said Idaho. Uh, But the first one I found after that one that I, you know, had never heard of before is called Tooth and Claw. Um, and Courtney, I know you can see me on our cameras right now, but it's a, uh, it's a black and white label. There you go. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, that's, that's intense. Yeah. And it's got um, the, the bones of a T-Rex and it's made by Off Color Brewing, which Chicago. Okay, so it's brewed in Chicago for the Field Museum. So it's also Sue. She's famous. Sue is just making a real impact on the craft brewery scene. So way to go, Sue. That's crazy. For the Field Museum by Off Color Brewing, Chicago, Illinois. So maybe they sell it at the museum too. Yeah. Did you say what kind of beer it was? It's a dry hopped lager. Nice. I actually didn't know I didn't know what kind of beer it was when I picked it up, but I'm glad that it's a dry hopped lager because I feel like I'm gonna like that. Um and it comes in a pint can. I'll oh. probably drink another. So here we go. Mm. Um, <laughs> it's not what I, it's not hoppy really. Um let me try another drink. It's like I feel like if you, this is mean, I feel like if you poured a lager and an IPA in a glass together, that's what it tastes like. And it's not great. Oh. Um, and it's like a little like heavy, even though it's only 5%. So I don't know. I It might be because it's not super, super cold because it's like 100 degrees outside. Uh, yeah, we got that coming. Yes. Um, okay. So the other one I actually really like because I, I had it, I opened it before we started podcasting, but it uh, it's got... This cute little green, like, velociraptor on it. And he's just, like, lounging in front of some pine trees with a beer in his hand. Uh, and it's called Velociraptor, like, philosophy. And it's a curiously delicious IPA. And it says, this clever girl is full full of Amarillo and Citra hops. And it's brewed by Pigeon Hill, which I didn't realize is actually in Muskegon, Michigan, which is, like, just north of Grand Rapids. That's cool. Uh, yeah, and it's really good. Um, it's just like a it's like a lighter IPA, so I feel like in the summer you could drink a lot of these and um, be okay. Although it is six point five percent, but I really like this. Like I would buy this again. Okay, so lounge and dino, lots of points. Yes, and I just posted all these to our Instagram, but I maybe we'll make a like a a post on the grid so people can see the the cans and stuff. Yeah, had you had the pseudo soup before? Have you tasted it yet? Yes, and so I. I actually might open that one if I don't like this next one because I don't love the the one that was for the field museum. So this next one I thought was a dinosaur. It's also brewed by Toppling and Goliath. Um, But then Michael pointed out when he got home and saw what I had bought that it's actually dragon. It's called (laughs) Dragon Fandango. And it's beer with mango, passion fruit, and dragon fruit. And also uh, because it's Toppling Goliath, it's also brewed in Decorah, Iowa. Um, and it's a sour, so I'm going to try this oh. one. I might like this one because I do like sours. There it is. It's very red. We all came for. It's not bad. It's very dragon fruit. 
no, it's very passion fruity. Like it's very tart. Yeah. Which you like in a sour. Um, I probably couldn't have more than one of them, but I do like this a lot. So I'll probably drink some of that as we're sitting here. Yeah. My uh, bucket of ice that all my beers are sitting in is fast melting because um, I turned our AC off so we didn't have background noise on this podcast and it's like 100 degrees out. So I'm sitting here sweating, drinking warm beer for you guys because we're dedicated to the content. So yeah, so... (laughs) Why? Yeah. If you... I don't know when this is going to get posted, but everyone in the Midwest flashback to maybe what was like five days ago and it was temperatures of 98, 99 feels like 107. And that's what we're turning off our ACs for. So that's a troop. And I got a spray tan today and I'm pretty sure it's dripping now because I'm sweating. But I love how you just committed to getting this turned around in five days when we're coming up on a weekend. (laughs) I, I actually, part of me stretch goal doing it in the car. On Friday. Ooh, okay. Hotspot and, you know, just cranking, cranking out the content. Oh, hey, it's me again. Spoiler alert, that did not happen. And uh, this is very late. But luckily, dinosaurs were not a time-sensitive topic. So uh, here we are. We'll see you again soon. Oh, I love that. I love that for us. Um, All right. Well, Courtney, what did you pick up for today? Yeah. So, I mean, you had a lot more options, I feel like, than me. So, I have the two. Well, so yes, I have the pseudo suit, which everyone knows is how we got here that I heavily enjoy. Just as a quick recap, pseudo suit is a pale ale, also has the Field Museum label <gasps> on it, toppling Goliath. I know, battling Field Museum beers. Like, we got to go to the Field Museum, I feel like. Yes, we 100% do. And Chicago is like half, I feel like the same distance from both of us. Like, why have we not met up there before? We tried and I I botched it. But (laughs) so this single hop pale ale showcases the citra hop for a well-balanced beer that is delicate in body with a mid-bitterness in the finish. Ferocious hop aromas of citrus and mango give this fruit taste that is bright with just enough bite. So one of my go-tos, you know, I love me a pale ale with a citrus balance so it's a keeper probably gonna put it back in the fridge just because i'm gonna you know i already know what it tastes like it's good it's good i i just want to like say this is a girl who drinks beer certified recommendation go get you some pseudo sue stat stamp of approval which i don't know if we've actually given full stamps of approval (gasps) i don't think we have oh well next next weekend well, like, what if next on the, if we got so now, what if we take off and next to the field museum label, it's just like certified girls who drink beer. That would be so legit. We'll just go into stores and like get stickers made and just put them on people's beer cans. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So I also picked up. Ooh. King of Sue. Have you had this one? No, I'm scared to tell, tell oh, the yeah. listeners why. So it's a double. It's a double IPA, which Natalie is scared of. And she's also scared because there's a dino with a very delicious <laughs> on it. Can't be scared of something that's not real, Courtney. Wait, oh, well. <laughs> uh, so, yes. So, Toppling Goliath, uh, Pseudo Sue's brother slash father. Who knows? King Sue. It's probably her lover. Oh. Oh. <laughs> wow. I don't like the name then if, if it is. But I was going to say. Let's, yeah. I feel like Sue's the queen of the house. But. Uh, this one's described as this lushly, lush, lusciously hazy IPA giants its bold flavors of mango, orange, and pineapple from the use of delicious citra hop. All hail the king. So 
Sounds right up my alley. Already know I'm a fan of the brewery. So here we go. I'm excited for you. I feel like if, as long as it's not too pineapple, it's probably gonna be good. It's perfect. It, oh. It's so good. It's not too pineapple-y. So it's like, I wouldn't even describe it as sweet. I would just describe it as well-flavored hop. And it's so good. What percentage is it? Oh, gosh. We're going to get into that game. Uh, <laughs> well, if they're not telling me on the can, it can't 7. be. 7.8. That's not that bad. I was thinking not, like 9 or 10. Yeah, 7, 8. I mean, it is a full pint. So we'll have to, it's a school night, so we'll have to nicely. <laughs> but uh, wow, that's delicious. Oh delicious. my God. Okay. I'm going to try it, Courtney. I'm not, I'm not scared anymore. <laughs> I really want to try it. I'm not scared anymore. <laughs> so next, so these, not really a stretch. The last one's a stretch, but I'm also really excited. So next I, up. I can't wait. I just love to see your creativity. <laughs> next up, we have the Citrogenesis from... <sighs> Terre Haute Brew Co. I love that. <laughs> the like, I'll be honest, some of the best can work. It's um, hilarious. We got a pink dino with gold stripes on roller skates with a water gun and a disc man. I didn't even appreciate the disc man before. It's very 90s. Oh, if yeah, like roll up, save by the bell, and yeah. just all your favorite 90s things into one can. This is it. Uh so fun thing though. So I haven't drank a ton of Terre Haute Bruco beers. Natalie, if I asked you where Terre Haute was, would you know? Yes. It, I only know this because of where my previous employer uh, had a, a place of work that was near it. Um, isn't it in Illinois or it's, no, it's northern in Indiana. Indiana? Yeah. So it's just like kind. So it's on the Western side of Indiana, more on the South end. You're, All I know, it was the biggest city near that place of work. It's by Illinois. So it's like closer to the border of Illinois, which is probably where you're coming from. But yes. it's uh, the home of Indiana State University, where my parents met. So shout out oh. to you, old Dave and Donna. Uh, oh. home of, well, home, not home of. Larry Bird, you know, obviously legend of Terre Haute. I uh, share a birthday with Larry Bird. Fun fact. <laughs> <that's>, <laughs> why haven't we talked about that more? I don't know. It's like uh, probably the coolest thing about me. <laughs> yeah, to be Margo. <laughs> yeah, that's true. that's true. But uh so fun fact though, Terre Haute Bruco is the second oldest operating brewery in the United States. So Holy I'm, shit. Blessing number one is Yingling. And I didn't know this until today, but yeah, they were founded in 1837 and starting like in the 1900s all through like um prohibition like kind of rocky like fell off and fell back in uh but coming on strong especially in the last like few years i've had a, a few really good beers from them and if any uh well indie or I mean, upland brewing is kind of popular now but especially around indie if you've ever had the uh velvet champagne cha no, champagne velvet there it is yeah here it actually was Terre Haute bruco's like uh, flagship beer in the early 1900s that they ended up selling off in like 2012. So all kinds of fun, cool indie brew heritage in this company that I didn't even learn about until today. So that was a fun, fun little trip down literally not memory lane, history lane. Cause. And if you think about if Yingling is the other oldest, like Yingling style has not progressed at the level in which I'm assuming Terre Haute's has by the look of that can like Terre Haute's in the now they know what, they know what Gen Z wants. 
and that's to wish that they were born in the 90s when they weren't. <laughs> I think you're the first person ever who's like, oh, Terre Haute's hip. But this is what a, you know, a blooming brewery can do to your town. So kudos to them. This one is uh, summer in the 90s. Life was simple. Fashion was questionable. Fashion's back. The <laughs> 90s is back. It's a little way back. Anywho, music now played from silver discs. Candy rings and water blasters were life. THBC, Terre Haute Brew Co., made citrogenesis wheat ale with a massive amount of citra added to the whirlpool and dry hop for a citrusy blast of tropical fruit flavors. Beat the heat with this crisp and refreshing ale. Well, they know it's up because it's hot as balls. So, <laughs> No, literally, I'm literally dripping sweat. Like It's, <laughs> it's hot in here, but I'm committed. I'm not turning it back on. <laughs> okay, here we go. I'm super excited for this one. Oh. Oh, I need another one. That one you do get the fruit forward. It's the wheat. So I feel like when, with my IPAs, when they're mixed with citrus, it's the citrus with like the bitterness that I love. It's like the perfect balance for me. Where this is like a wheat, and citrus and it's almost just like it almost falls too heavy on my palate is yeah. it like an oberon like or, yeah it could go like yeah. oberon um hold on i guess on that note while you're taking another drink all the all day series which it's now a series by founders it started with the all day ipa has that all day vacation and it's like a lighter wheat ale and i've had a couple of those over at uh, my brother and sister-in-law's house recently, Larry and Jessica, friends of the pod. Uh, and they're really good. Like they're like a light Oberon essentially. So you got to try that. I think I figured it out. It's just, it's citrus forward, which is good. So I think like if I were mowing my lawn after this 98 degree week and I came in and I opened this bad boy up, I'd be a very happy girl. Very All happy. right. So All right. eight out of 10. Ada, wow. For especially for a wheat beer. I'm not like yeah. usually my favorite. So well, I had a, I'm convinced by it. Look at him. He's okay. So that's okay, Courtney. I you made it seem like you weren't gonna find anything when we were texting earlier. And like you've already knocked it out of the park with both of your beers, and you like them both. That's very true. That's very true. They actually they might have that at our store if they distribute outside of Indiana. Um, so I might look for that. I'm definitely gonna get the King of Sioux. You've sold me. Yeah, you need to try it. I don't know if we can do certified because I think both of us have to agree to have a certified girls who drink beer beer. It's true. It's I, I would not I would nominate it as tribute. All right. Well, if I can try it, we can recertify it on a future podcast. Okay. Okay, I have one more. This one's a bit of a stretch. <laughs> it's very much a stretch. Okay. Topanga. Okay. It's a big lug beer. If you remember, this was the beer of my wedding. We got married. Well, our reception was at uh, essentially the brewery in the background of most of our pictures is there like little. As a girl who drink beer does. As a girl who drinks beer does. Okay. So Natalie, as a girl who doesn't believe in dinosaurs, did you know that a chicken is the closest living relative to the T-Rex? I actually did know that. So I have eight little dinos <laughs> in my backyard right now. And once you start thinking of a chicken as a dinosaur, you honestly can't get it out of your head. So I think you just need to visit the homestead and be like, oh, 
I get it now. Dinosaur. Okay. Okay. Anywho, so this is a Topanga beer. Notice the lovely locks. So we have a Topanga chicken. She was our one of our first four. So a shout out. This is to all my girls and one boy by accident in the backyard. <laughs> this beer is for you. Topanga, you have your own beer from our locally brewed Big Lug. Uh, and yeah, chickens are dinosaurs. Let's go. 10 out of 10 for creativity. I'll allow it. Real stretch. I almost got like dragon milk. Oh, oh no. I know. I didn't want that though. Not on a 99 degree day. You could not I, be drinking that. I'm like sweating just going to my car. I don't need dragon milk. All right. As, and also, if Michael is, you know, the judge. Dragons are not dinosaurs. So there's that. There's that. <laughs> what kind of beer is it? I might have missed oh, it. Yeah. No, I didn't say it. It's a blonde ale. Yeah. Uh, we'll see. <laughs> Panga did have great hair. She had great hair. Indianapolis's own 5.8% blind manga big lug. All right. It bites <laughs> a little. It bites in the back of the throat. How does a blonde bite? It That's does. Like- it's it's not, it's just not as smooth as I wanted it to be. And there's okay. I I just went back to back on very good like citrus, which I enjoy, and this is more beer forward, which is usually great. But I wasn't ready for it. (laughs) I feel like you should have started with that one, but I understand why I needed to go last. Okay. Okay. Um, I guess it's good. It's good. You were uh, your theme was kind of nineties. Oh, it was. Yeah, I think life is kind of nineties right now. Like it is strong. Who would have it? In the 90s, we're like, can you believe it? If this comes back one day, we were so dumb. These wide leg jeans. <laughs> yeah, I, I refuse. Um, but you know what happened two years before the 90s? I was born. Oh, that's true. But <laughs> you know what else happened that year? The Land Before Time was released. Oh, wow. 98 was, or 88 was filled with such treasures. <laughs> 98. <laughs> <laughs> it slipped. Should we start with the trailers? Like, let's even just do a mood check on the two. Like, oh. I'm so happy. It's gotta be. I got you. I feel like trailers used to be better back in the 90s. And that's just my general opinion. Okay, theatrical trailer. This is it. George Lucas and Steven Spielberg present a Don Bluth film. I remember this song. Nostalgia. When the earth was new, five friends lost and alone. Jesus. <laughs> took an incredible journey. You want to go with me? Yeah. Through a land of wonder and a land of danger. of an American tale comes a story of friendship.
So, Courtney, I want to get your just initial reaction <laughs> to rewatching The Land Before Time after probably 20. It was probably like 20 years for me since I had seen it. Uh, but I remember loving it as a child. Um, so I want to get your initial thoughts there. Uh, I have some. I, my initial thoughts are maybe I never actually saw the movie. That's my <laughs> rawest initial reaction. What? <laughs> I do not remember one anything about the plot and two i never like picture them in that animation style which has come a long way in the last 14 movies like i always pictured cute little foot and like all of them being like oh goopy and cartoony where this was like not that this was a serious movie if i must say so myself i cried at one point rewatching which, it which part when little foot oh, like spoilers Oh, Please. no. Okay. If you haven't seen it yet, get your shit together. Um, <laughs> when Littlefoot like nuzzles into his mom's back and then like two minutes later, she, she's she gone and we won't say what happened to her, but um, she's Did not with us anymore. She, Did you know she died? I forgot that that happened. And like when you have a seven month old, that hits a little different. <laughs> um, like, well, okay. Yeah. Because that's what I literally had a notebook, like taking notes. And I was like, if this mom dies, like I quit, like I'm done. And then, of course. And so then I got thinking, is this the movie that started all of the parent death in child movies? Uh, the Lion King? Lion King was 95. <gasps> How do you just know that? It just it feels like head. a 95 movie. And if I'm right, like... You are. I'm going to Google it. Here. Uh, but now that I see It's 94, Courtney. You're wrong. Well, that's one year. When was Bambi released? Probably before that. 42. Oh crap! So Bambi started it at all. Damn it, Bambi! That was sad. I never liked that movie when I was a little kid, probably because it was really sad. Yeah. So, well, it was it was kind of a depressing movie. So my initial, well, think revelations I had within the first five minutes is that it's a Lucas Spielberg film. So like George Lucas and Steven Spielberg. On the notebook. What yeah. the heck? I did not see I'm like, I know them and they don't do cartoons. <laughs> what is going on? So like already I was like, all right, well, that's that's a big deal. Um, and it has a 70 on Rotten Tomatoes, uh, which I feel like probably deserve. I feel like it's more the nostalgia of it, but it is really sad. Like essentially all these little kids are migrating because the earth is burning, which like could be a reality here and not the too far future but it was just it was so sad um yeah why why are we nostalgically liking this movie that's what i, I want to know I, I do have a note here that just says image quality not great <laughs> when they're in the water in the first five minutes it's like it's blurry and yeah it's drawn why are we drawing blurry like i don't understand <laughs> uh, that's how water, you can't see it <laughs> Courtney, it's because that's how it looks when you're underwater with your eyes open, probably. I think the only endearing was the yep, yep, yep. Like every time there was a <laughs> yep, 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 I got brought back a little bit. 
I thought the endearing part was that they just, ev- I didn't remember this from when I had watched it, but they like everything they name something literal. So it's like the T-Rexes are sharp tooths and then the, uh, the non, the herbivores are leaf eaters. And then the leaves are tree stars, which is so cute. Um, and the babies were super cute. Funny story though. Like I remember really liking Sarah when I was a little kid uh the t or the triceratops and i i never made the connection that her name was sarah c-e-r-a like triceratops i just thought it was like the normal like s-a-r-a-h name so we got some good like if you're an adult you can tie it together moments here yeah yeah i i mean like is it the first movie i want margo to start watching when she's a little like older no because it's sad i was gonna say when would you let margo watch this movie uh, I don't know. I don't know what's appropriate. Like right now we sit and watch like housewives together. I don't know. Whenever she's ready, like if she wants to watch it, sure, we can watch it. But I'm not gonna be pushing it on her. Yeah. Uh yeah. I mean, you called out most of my things. George Lucas, shocker, Spielberg, shocker, image quality under the water, couldn't see anything. It's an animated film, shocker. Killed the mom, didn't see it coming, wasn't ready for it. Really, I just wanted to sit down, have a beer, eat some dino nuggets, and enjoy some like <laughs> nostalgia. And instead, I was going through just a lot of emotion, a lot of emotion. Hilarious. I will say, too, I don't like of the cast, I don't see anybody I really recognize except for Diana Ross, <laughs> is in it as the balladeer, but I don't even remember that character. Yeah, no, it's not ringing a bell. I did a deep. Well, here's I'll probably cut this from the pod because it's got super depressing. So I'm already like sad watching this film. And so then I go into a Wikipedia deep dive of like who all the voices are. And the voice of the dino that goes, yep, 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 like the really cute young girl Mm -hmm. got murdered by her own father two years later as a child star. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So I'm already like, and obviously, this is much worse than my own personal feelings, but bad place. And then <sighs> Wikipedia just laid that dinger on me. I was like, man. Wow. I'm glad I didn't click on, on her because I'm looking at her picture right now. Oh, don't do that. She's adorable. <sighs> oh, that's sad. Um, okay. Well, let's just say Land Before Time 1, depressing, but a blockbuster movie back from 88. Can you hear David singing? <laughs> no, what's he singing? He's really trying to lighten the mood, I think. I think he heard like, oh, Courtney and Nat are wigging out on a depressing movie. Let me sing a tune. Let's talk about Land Before Time 14, Journey of the Brave, because it was worse than Land Before Time 1, in my opinion. Hard pass. Hard pass on your opinion. Roll that trailer. <laughs> Look for the That's this was what I needed. Oh Look my god. Yes. Image quality. There. Actual storytelling. There. Sing-along songs. 
No, the songs are the worst part. Natalie. Okay. It's a it's a semi-musical and it was terrible. There is a song called Hot and Stinky about Spike's <laughs> farts that had me rolling. Rolling. There's nothing. Okay, if you, you're gonna pick a mom dying over fart joke songs like come on we gotta lighten up as <laughs> fart jokes are always funny and that song grammy nominate now let's go it, it gave me hard sequel energy and i i did not like it i thought the image quality was cheesy like i, I almost wanted the blurriness back <laughs> but courtney did you like i didn't realize this at the time but did you look up the cast for oh. land before time 14 they got some big players for a 14th sequel 14th. yes yes so well somehow the kids haven't grown up they're the, they're the same age same size um their voices are different obviously because you know it was made in 2016 and the first was made in 1988 but um yeah it's just it was shocking to see who was in the cast. Who shocked you most? Reba McIntyre. <laughs> McIntyre. Like, this is 2016. She's had a bona fide career. What is she doing in Land Before Time 14? Well, that makes me want to research, okay, well, who's in Land Before Time 13? And, like, now I'm going to go down a spiral and I have to watch them all. But it's like, how can the plot really be different in the 13, the, well, I guess the 12 movies between Land Before Time 1 and Land Before Time 14? Because it's like, okay, and this one Littlefoot's looking for his dad, but like how many times can they get chased by a T-Rex and like not get eaten for it to like, you know, be something new? Burp. I, gosh darn it. Ah, <laughs> oh, they're back. Well, here's what I think though. I feel like, kind of like, you probably didn't watch Veggie Tales. I did. Did you? And you know how they have like a very focused storyline per movie? Yeah. I feel like it's probably what they did. I don't want to say we're going to have to do more research because I ain't good. <laughs> I feel like we could be. But I feel like that's probably the approach of a very focused storyline. And so this one, you brought it up, was about his dad. And I just want to like lean in here for a minute because they did a fast flashback to what I'm assuming was a prior movie. His father. So, for those who you know need have you know have slept since the last time I saw Land Before Time. So, Land Before Time, mom died. I don't think dad was in the picture. Dad must have come back in a later sequel, and Cho like he's living a lifestyle of leading other dinosaurs. I think through like from one place to another, if you will, probably through. Globe, I don't know, climate. Leader of the pack of dinos, the great herd. Okay, had that's what he was. But like what must have happened was he found Littlefoot. He was like, oh, I am your father. You don't even have a mom. But you know what? I'm still going to choose to leave you again and again and again. I only see you one day a year. Like, what is this? What is this storyline? I was not happy about that. That was one of my gripes. So, like, we're killing off mom in one. In 14, we still don't have our stuff figured out because dad's still leaving. Yeah, it's really depressing. Um, I did like that his dad's name was Braun. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it kind of fit. That was the only thing I liked about the movie. <laughs> a Braun to stick around? Probably not. I couldn't find a Rotten Tomatoes score, but I did see that number 14 has a 5.7 on IMDb, and a, but a 5 out of 5 on Walmart.com. 
<laughs> it popped up when I when I was like rating for Land Before Time 14. And that those are the two ratings that they gave me. For what it's worth. So you went IMBD on 14. I'm pretty sure I went IMBD on original. It was like 8.2. It made the eights on IMBD, which blows my mind. Wow. Okay. I that didn't even pop up for me. I'm shocked. Okay. Date okay, so the other star. Damon Wayans Jr. Yes, I wrote that down too. So if you guys don't know who that is, his like super from a super famous acting family. He was in New Girl, I think just in the first season. He was in How to Be Single, which is maybe one of the best rom-coms of our generation. Wait for it. Wait, best rom-com of our generation. You know what movie that is. It's got like Rebel Wilson and Dakota Johnson in it. And oh, the, uh, Cousin Greg. Yeah, How to Be Single. Way too relevant. Yeah. It's... <laughs> You're not single. (laughs) But like, I remember watching it and being like, dang. Yeah. If you haven't seen that movie and you are somebody that likes rom-coms, it's pretty sure it's on HBO Max. You should definitely go watch it. But yeah, he's in a ton of stuff. And like, I'm pretty sure his dad or yeah, his dad or uncle is very, very famous as well. Like the Wayans family. They're like comedian actors. And he was in Happy Endings. He was in New Girl. Yeah. He's not, he's not. He's not Land Before Time 14 material. Well, neither is Reba McIntyre for a musical that's way beneath her. I was shocked. I don't know. Everybody go to your Spotify, download Hot and Stinky, Land Before Time 14. <laughs> you, won't regret, you won't regret it. There it is. Uh, okay. Well, I think, we, I think we've beat that dinosaur to death. So how did that do for your... Dinosaur understanding. Um, I think we got to move on to Jurassic Park because there's a new one coming out. And I feel like we should watch one and then we should watch the most recent one because it's got the old cast coming back, including Jeff Goldblum, who I love. I thought he died. No? We still got yeah, he's back. Maybe, maybe he rose from the dead. Hey, just like the, with the dinosaurs. <laughs> um, yeah, they were real, Courtney. I understand. It's just really still hard to to think about. Okay, well, I'll send you. Come visit the chickens. We have no. one right now that's like a dog, Brittany. She's our pet chicken. She'll Are just. Uh, well, it was named after friends of the pod, Jesse and Brittany, mm. and uh, they came. In. <laughs> Natalie spits. Out. I just spit my beer out of my mouth because that is so funny. Uh, well, Brittany has got a bad foot, so we have to keep her separate from everybody. And she's really taken a liking to David and just follows him around everywhere, just jumps up into his lap. And like, we all thought when we got chickens that I was going to be the attached one, but uh, here we are. Wow, that's hilarious. Um, what are the other new ones' names? Celine, as oh. in our Queen Celine Dion. She's black with like shimmery teal and purple feathers when she hits the life so it's like status and then we have hugh he was an accidental rooster purchase and uh hugh grant hugh hefner <laughs> <laughs> well the next one that you get you're gonna have to name reba oh well fancy don't get me down <laughs> That is so funny. Okay, well, cool. I'm happy for you and your chickens, and I will come visit them, but I think first we should probably take a trip to the Field Museum because it seems like they serve beer there, right? uh, and they have Sue. We got to visit yes. our girl, friend of the pod. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Yeah. Long time listener, first time caller. <laughs> awesome. Well, Courtney, you and I are going to be reunited this weekend. I'm pretty excited about oh, that. United and it feels so good. I wonder if we're going to have to cut that. <laughs> oh, oh, no. Hard keep. So I posted on our Instagram story today, if anybody had any Cleveland beer scene uh, recommendations to let us know, and nobody's replied to that story. So either nobody's been to Cleveland or maybe not a great beer scene. I'm going to say the former. I I think we're going to find some great beer. A lot of people with a lot of time on their hands in Cleveland, just cranking them out. Yes. Actually, our good friend Luke, friend of the pod, gave me a whole list of recommendations. So we will be trying some different beers, probably posting some stuff to Instagram and letting you guys know on our next pod what the Cleveland beer scene was all about. Exactly. And probably a couple unintentional good stories to go along with it. (laughs) Natalie, how sweaty are you right now? I'm so sweaty and I'm wearing shorts and a t-shirt. It's so hot, you guys. The things I do for you. I have it's a it's a sweatshirt, but it's still it's a t-shirt sweatshirt. But did you cut the sleeves off? I bought it like this. It's like a Belichick sweatshirt. (laughs) (laughs) It's super comfy. It's been it's Banana Republic. Okay. I didn't even notice that it didn't have sleeves this whole time. (laughs) All right. Well. That's the episode, guys. Hope you enjoyed it. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram and Instagram only at girls.who.drink.beer. It's Courtney and Natalie. Who dot? <laughs> <laughs> it's not just a beer court. It's a vibe. It's a vibe. Cheers. Yes. special friend and we all like you very much we know that you are happy when you fill up your tummy but what you are eating now is not so yummy no 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 it is hot and stinky stinky and hot it may feel good inside your hungry spot but when you are eating things that taste all mucky you will be smelling very yucky yucky should not eat what is hot and stinky. Wait a minute.